The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Keeping it local with today's attaboy and atta girl. I'm staying right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. WATE.com. A homeless, oh, excuse me, uh, as homelessness continues to be a problem in Knoxville, one local woman is aiming to make a difference. She's doing so with a small school bus that plays a large role in being able to help others. At first, she had different intentions. It was designed to originally cheer on Tennessee's football team. Wendy Bowles, the owner of the volunteer bus said it was supposed to be for tailgate, but one day in 2017, that all changed. I met Bobby. He was a homeless person, and I realized that there was more than just tailgating, and the purpose of the bus is now ministering and witnessing to homeless people and basically just anyone in need in our community is what she said. Now the focus is on a different team. It's Wendy taking on the homelessness and those on fixed incomes, hoping to provide them with a small victory to keep them moving forward. She aims to give out at least 50 to 60 bags filled with things like bread, peanut butter, hygiene products, and any gently used clothing that's donated to her. She can, however, she makes it sure to give out anything that's orange. So I'm giving the attaboy to Wendy Bowles. Man, I've seen this uh, tailgate truck before, uh, this bus before, and uh, she is using it to positively impact our community. She gets today's today's atta girl. Uh, also, we have a local local celebrity, as I was made aware by Jason Swain, my man Robbie. Um, Last night on the Food Network, Kids Baking Championship, Nadia, who's 10 years old, hey. she won the Kids Baking Championship on Food Network, and she's from Knoxville, Tennessee. Don't Shout know. out to Nadia. Hook, hook us up with a cake. Please, or some cupcakes, or some, some brownies. Some. You don't like chocolate, so I guess you don't like brownies? It depends, man. Uh, it, it, it depends. It depends. Disappointed, man. Like, if I how do you not like brownies? Like, if my kids make some, my wife makes some, like, I have I have a little piece, but like, I'm not going out buying brownies, nor do I get excited when brownies is part of like the the rest of the uh dessert menu at a restaurant. Yeah, all right, okay. I'm giving Dwayne the Rock Johnson an attaboy this morning because he who is now in charge of the XFL, has partnered up with the NFL. And uh, the two sides, the NFL and the XFL, have reached an agreement, reached a partnership that will focus on creating innovation programs and protecting the health of players. The XFL announced on Monday, XFL officials made clear that the collaboration will not include player sharing for developmental purposes, but the alignment is notable given the growing number of alternative leagues in the football landscape. The XFL is scheduled to resume play in February 2023 under new owners Danny Garcia, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Redbird Capital Partners. News of the agreement comes as a revised USFL works towards its launch in April. The deal is non-exclusive and does not prevent either league from working with others moving forward. Uh, the NFL-XFL agreement will give the NFL a, quote, petri dish to experiment with proposed rules, test new equipment, and develop prospective officials and coaches, XFL President Russ Brandon told ESPN. Uh, A Buffalo Bills executive for two decades, Brandon said NFL officials routinely discussed the need for such an outlet after NFL Europe shattered in 2007. People People would ask, what are the opportunities to look at the game through a different lens from a player development standpoint? How can you be an 
incubator or an accelerant in many different verticals from officiating to rules, innovations, to plane surfaces, to player development. You can go on and on. An opportunity that the NFL has to advance the game of football, I think they've always been open to, and we've had some really good dialogue led by our ownership group. I, I thought that this was awesome. It's it's minor league football, but it's not minor league football. Uh, I think it's brilliant by the NFL to team up with the XFL to test different rules it, it may want to put in place. I think it's absolutely brilliant to to have a, essentially, it may not be a minor league player for, or a minor league system for players, but it seems like it'll be a minor league system for officials, which I think is is hmm. terrific. Anything we can do to help out the officiating uh, is awesome. And also even testing new equipment and uh, playing surfaces and, and things like that. I, I think that this is brilliant by the NFL. And it's also brilliant for the XFL to be partnered with the NFL. So I, I, th- I thought that this was, was really good. So attaboy to, to both sides for, for getting this done because it will absolutely help the game of football. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. There's a lot of really good football players that are just not good enough to play in the, in the NFL that should be playing somewhere, some league, and shouldn't have to go up to CFL just to play football professionally. So this is a great option because 53 men rosters, uh, give or take, that's not a lot. No. There's not, that's not a lot at all. So uh, I can't wait for this new league. And Would that. you watch minor league football? Mm-hmm. For sure, sure would. I, I, I think it would be cool to have like a, a triple A type of ordeal. Like you don't need as many minor league teams uh, in football as you as you have in baseball. But if you had like one league that was like a G League, uh, and it played concurrently with the NFL, they they play on I don't know what day of the week. Every day seems like. But Not like just opposite what, days, yeah. But but what day would the the minor league football? Yeah, when you like, play it now. I mean, the other leagues that have attempted to start up the AAFL and the US or I don't know which one. It was two of them, but they started around this time because it was that it was that that window of NFL football being in off season and providing people with an option to continue to watch football after the Super Bowl. So, I mean, I, this is the best time to do it. I'm saying, no, have a minor league season going on while the NFL is going on, mm-hmm. like like you have for baseball, and players get caught up, they get sent down, and it, it truly is treated like a developmental league. It, it truly is a minor league, just like the NBA has with the G League, Major League Baseball has with its minor leagues. Have a, a league that is being played at the same exact time. They play every Sunday as well. You have guys that get caught up. You have guys that get sent down. If 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 Ben Roethlisberger gets hurt, then you can bring up a quarterback off off your minor league team to, to be the backup to Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins or, or something like that. I I think that would be terrific. Yeah, maybe maybe in the future. I mean, you only have what six six teams right now, six or eight teams. All the games will be played in Birmingham, so it's not like each team has their own minor league team. Uh, so maybe, maybe in the future we we see that, Ben. Would you watch that? I watch I watch football. Yeah, I too. watch professional football. Now it, it would run on the same day as the NFL, but I, I think you have to so those those guys are on the in my hypothetical league. You, you yeah. have to so that those guys are on the same schedule so they can get called up or, or sent down or whatever. Yeah, football is a different different animal, man. As far as the, the physical beating it takes, I like doing it at this time. But like I'm a, I'm a, I'm open with your idea. Uh, Knoxville had two young ladies in the Food Network Kids Baking Championship. Let's go. Uh, 11-year-old Sarah Patel. She, and then um, the winner, the winner was Nadia Albors. Nadia Albors. That sounds about right. Cooking uh, you, baby. 11 years old. That's right. Knoxville. Kids Baking Championship, you. we Kids Baking You, that's what we do over here in Knoxville. <laughs> we got kids that can bake. That's right. So, add a girl to uh, those two for competing 
on television. And that's a pretty cool experience there. We will continue with our number three, powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, stay with us. Hour three of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Don't miss Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union's President's Day Special. Take advantage of these incredible rates. We're offering auto, recreational, and refinancing loans as low as 1.90% APR. This amazing rate is only available from February 14th through the 25th. You don't want to miss this limited time offer because after the 25th, rates will go back up. Apply in branch or online at atfcu.com. Get this rate before it's gone and celebrate President's Day with incredible savings. Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union is here to help bring your dreams within reach. So, if you're looking for financing for a new vehicle or looking to finance a home improvement project, ATFCU is here with a variety of affordable loan options that bring your dreams to life. Don't miss this opportunity. Sign up during our President's Day special and get a loan for as low as 1.90% APR. Take advantage of these incredible rates. Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union is the clear choice. Your less red tape banking alternative. An equal housing lender annual percentage rate terms and conditions apply subject to credit approval. The rate you qualify for is determined by your credit worthiness. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. Fellas. When it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to MarkNelsonDenim.com. Top 100 barbecue restaurant, Dead End Barbecue, is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet irisnetworksusa.com Key, Jason Swain, Swain Event Fuel by Dead End Barbecue. Hour three is powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com, reinventing men's health care. Bounce back game opportunity, a get right game. Coming off an emotional loss against a very tough opponent in Arkansas. Didn't get 
a lot of calls your way. Rick Barnes hoped that he would feel different after watching the film about some of those charge calls, and uh, man, he did not feel much different. <laughs> no, they were, those calls were terrible. Yes, and and Santi had some pretty telling quotes yesterday after he spoke, or he spoke after Rick Barnes did, and he was asked about trying to find a rhythm. I asked him about trying to find a rhythm and just how difficult it was, and he said it was really hard. We were all in foul trouble, and it messed up our rhythm. Give credit to them for the tough defense, but, yeah, it was really hard to get in rhythm all game. He was also asked about the charge calls and your mindset as a guard trying to drive towards the basket, knowing that these questionable charge calls are being called. And Santi said, you start to think twice about driving. You don't use the same force to drive. I don't really want to get into officiating because I thought some were blocks instead of charges. It was just really tough to get going. So uh, very, very telling comments there from, from Santiago. Rick, uh, as you mentioned, that he did not feel differently. <laughs> he was asked, uh, do, you, do you feel any differently after watching the film about the calls on Saturday? And he said, quote, not really. I feel pretty much the same. If you don't say anything, then nothing happens, right? Nothing gets, nothing gets fixed. Nothing gets looked at. Next time you play Arkansas or next time you have that crew, don't, nothing gets handled. If you, but if you do say something, it comes across like, Excuses. And right. you, can, you can kind of tell that Viscovi really wasn't trying to do that. Like he was trying to answer the question, but Tennessee still sh- could have and should have won. The, re- the officiate was a part of the game. It did impact Tennessee in a huge way, but you're taught, doesn't matter if it's football, baseball, basketball, doesn't matter. You're taught that you overcome. You overcome, you find a way. Mental toughness is is taught, it's preached to you, and um, you can you can kind of tell that in Viscovi's response. He wasn't trying to make it sound like an excuse. It really wasn't. It was more of a reason because there was some bad calls, and those calls led to him being on the bench. It messed up his rhythm. It's not an excuse. It's a reason. So it, it truly dictated the game. It wasn't the the sole. 100% reason why Tennessee lost the game, but it played a large role in Tennessee losing the game. Yes, Tennessee had open shots that they could have made and probably would have been a different story, but I 1,000% believe that the reason most of those shots were not going in is because nobody was in a rhythm as a result of the foul trouble. You, you just can't get into a rhythm <laughs> when when everybody is having to to make their way to the bench due to foul trouble, your best players are all in foul trouble. You you just can't get into a rhythm. You you simply can't, and that affected those open shots not going in. When when you've had to sit on the bench for so long, I mean that's the first time all year Kennedy Chandler's had to to start the second half on the bench because of a terrible foul call before the end of the half. Yep. When when he's already left his feet to go up into the air in the lane, and then Jalen Williams slides underneath him. And I had somebody make a good point to me yesterday, one of my buddies. Why is it that we protect the shooter on jump shots? You're not allowed to to, to get in the, the landing area of shooters, but why is it that we can slide under offensive players who leave their feet in the paint? Feels like it should be the same same ruling because you you have the rule of, not getting under a, a shooter to protect the shooter when he comes down feels like that should even be more so in the lane where it's even a little more dangerous when, when people leave their feet. So I thought that was weird. I want to play a clip of Rick Barnes talking about Jawan Howard yesterday. I, I, I thought it was a, a really good lesson for everybody of how to treat people with, with, with grace and, and always maybe not rush to judge because – Hey, I think there's a lot of incidents out there where where we do judge others, but we're we're also forgetting that hey, we we've maybe been in those same shoes uh, before as well. So I want to play this uh, minute and a half clip of of Rick Barnes talking about the Jawan Howard incident. Please, I did 
And uh, I can only tell you, I've, I've made a lot of mistakes as a young coach. I did. I got myself too emotional, and and it comes from being competitive. I mean, you, you, it really does. And and uh, you know, I've had a couple well documented incidents that uh, that honestly, I wish looking back, it wouldn't have happened. You know, I, I wish I would have been. And some people might say mature. I, I don't. I, I think it's a, a competitive instincts. When games are over with, just like you guys, I have to come in and talk to you guys after a game. And there's so many things going through your mind that happen in the game, and it can be sometimes dialogue that you have with officials. You know that you that you just wonder where the communication broke down or whatever. You when you feel this way that way, where you have to you've learned to. Try to control your emotions until you really can step away from it. But in the heat of the moment, sometimes it's really hard to do. I mean, I, I, I said I've had a couple situations in my career that I wish wouldn't have happened. And I'm sure that, uh, I mean, I have great respect for Jawan Howard. And as you know, we recruited his son and know his family. And, and, and uh, I can just tell you, I, in the heat of the moment, I mean, there's a lot of things we'd all like to do differently. I can tell you that. And, uh, but, uh, that's, again, I, I, I can't pass judgment on anybody because, like I said, I've made some big mistakes that I wish I could go back and – I have. I've gone back and apologized to players in general that I coached that I didn't think I coached them the right way. I've, you know, I've had incidents with officials and other situations that, again, I, I really wish wouldn't have happened. How about that? Good lesson from the, the good deacon, and I, I thought Jawan Howard was – exceptional in taking responsibility as well. He released a statement saying, I speak a lot about being a Michigan man and representing the University of Michigan with class and pride. I did not do that, nor did I set the right example in the right way for my student athletes. I will learn from my mistake, and this mistake will never happen again. After taking time to reflect on all that happened, I realized how unacceptable both my actions and words were and how they affected so many. I am truly sorry. So, Jawan Howard has been handed down his suspension. Will be suspended five games through the end of the regular season. Uh, also received a, a hefty fine. I think it was $40,000 was his fine. And uh, I, I think now we can put it into the rear view and uh, move on and, and kind of realize that Jawan Howard had one bad moment, and that doesn't really define who he is. Yep, yep. Lost his cool, had a bad moment, but. Now he's now he's gonna pay the price. So I remember Rick. I remember they show clips of Rick getting into it with Dean Smith when uh, Rick was at Clemson. And they every time Tennessee plays Vanderbilt, they always talk about that incident uh, because Jerry Stackhouse was a player on that team. But man, the heat the moment in that competitive environment, it's real easy for that to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. It really is. So just can't, just can't let that happen, man. Sim- simple as that. A six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Vol fan sixty eight says, "I believe the awful calls were brought on by Cal crying." <laughs> well, they was they was they were they were awful against Arkansas. Still got to make shots though. Still got to make shots. A65 25503. Let's get to uh, Dave Tona on the Irish Network's hotline. Dave Tona, good morning. What's up, my good men? What's, what's going on? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I'm just going to throw my opinion out there. I think Jawan Howard is getting off super soft. Okay. Now, what's going to happen if a player. <clears throat> does that what's you know and the thing about it is why i say it's so soft all right i know <clears throat> heated emotion, competitiveness all that other coach did <clears throat> was put his hand on his chest like people are saying well he put his hands on him yeah but he didn't put his hands on him like that he just put his hands on him to like dude just calm down and settle down you know if he came in swinging then Jawan's off the hook. But I think Jawan's getting off very easy. What would you do? What would I do, honestly? 
Well, if if you would you fire him? Kind of sounds like that's where you're leading us. Man, you know what? He's supposed to be there as a responsible representative of that basketball team, those young men, and that university. You know, I'd fire him. I'd fire him. I mean, I'm surprised that the Wisconsin coach didn't get a game because it doesn't matter, like, oh, he just he just put his hands on him this way. It wasn't like he did this. I mean, he still – Jamal was walking past him, and he stopped him, and, you know, he physically initiated the, the whole situation. Now, Jawan took it to the next level, which he shouldn't have done, and swung. But if you have a – you know, you, you were about to start Daytona and say, well, if it was a player, then you stopped. Well, if it was a player, did that player should that player be kicked off the team? I don't think the players were kicked off. He should be suspended. Which they they did get suspended. Yeah, a couple players got suspended. But I mean, the coach doing it, he should be punished more harshly, and he is. Dean fine. He's getting five games. I mean, I would understand if they fired him. I would think it was. Uh, a little heavy-handed if they did it, but I would understand. I think this is the appropriate punishment. I mean, he's he's done coaching this year. He's done. So, all offseason, he can think about his last game he coached. That was the last scene, last memory we have of Jawan Howard. And he won't have a chance to make it up until next year. So he'll have a lot of time to think about it, and um, I, I think that's enough punishment for him. I, if Rick Barnes did it, I would say the same thing. Hey, mm-hmm. five games is, is good enough. Hopefully Rick Barnes ain't throwing your hands, because I don't know if Rick can handle throwing hands at anybody at, well, at, I mean, at his age. But. Rick, Rick doesn't have anything to, to, to worry about, because Urosh may not be efficient on the basketball floor, but uh, he, he'd be efficient in that moment. Yeah, and if, if Urosh is in there throwing hands, then he should get a game suspension too. But well, here, here's my thing, and I don't mean to open up a can of worms, but I might do it anyways. The morality of it, I mean, is it really that bad in the grand scheme of things? There are coaches coaching who are known for cheating on their wives, known for doing other ugly things, known for cheating in the sport, and, and we're not calling for their jobs. There, there, there are coaches that that partake in illegal activities. It ain't on video. That ain't on video. That's that's the difference, man. Lynn, I understand that, but like they, there are a lot of coaches all throughout the country who have, have done things far worse than, than one bad moment of somebody throwing a punch. You ain't lying. You ain't and look, I'm not I'm not excusing the behavior of Juwan Howard. What he did is egregious. I'm just saying I don't think that he should be fired for it, especially when you have other coaches, several coaches all throughout the country who who have committed a long list of, of sins that I believe are, are far worse than, than throwing a punch. And I know all sins are equal, but it, but in terms of just kind of the moral compass or my moral compass – a punch, throwing a punch, is not the same as some of these things that other coaches throughout the country have done and are, and they are still coaching, and they never really got punished. So, I, I mean, I, I think the firing Jawan Howard talk is really excessive. For, for throwing a punch, like, I get it. It's a, it's a really shameful thing for him to do, really embarrassing, and he should be – punished severely but firing him over one incident if it was his second or, or third one like absolutely okay like something you've got a, a pattern let let's let we've got to make a, a a big time change and a big time change would, would be firing firing him for sure if it happens again he should should be fired you can't do that as a leader of young men you just can't but to fire him i, I think that talks a, a, a little excessive but that but that's just me and I know I'm kind of getting into to the moral compass, and everybody has a different moral compass. But on my personal moral compass, like 
throwing a punch compared to some of these other things that coaches have done and they're still coaching should not be grounds to fire. That's just my opinion. Respect it. I respect Dave Tunnel's opinion and respect yours. Cashman Fall says, if Will Wade hasn't been fired, then Howard shouldn't be fired. But if for some crazy reason they make the tournament, he should miss the tournament too, just not the regular season. No, he should he should he should miss and they I don't think they get to the tournament. But if they were to go to the tournament, then he shouldn't be coaching. Like he shouldn't be coaching uh in the NI, NIT. Like he should be done coaching for the rest of the year. That's a very, very strong punishment. Vala Birmingham says I think they should fire him and hire Nate Oates. <laughs> I, now that I'm with, I'm, I'm with. No, I think they should should fire him and hire Bruce. My 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 stock in in Nate Oates is taking a little bit of a dip this year, but let's 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 let them go hire Nate Oates or uh, or Bruce Pearl. Yeah, Tony says that people need to rewatch the clip. It wasn't the first coach Howard went at. Uh, there was an assistant further back that was yelling at him. No, I mean. Juwan didn't swing at the coach, the head coach. He swung on an assistant and open hand slapped him. Yes. Now, I, what I, did five fingers say to the face? I do Slap. agree with uh, what Dave Tona was saying about the other. Greg Gard, the, the Wisconsin coach. Mm-hmm. Like, I took it as him because Jawan was was still PO'd about calling the timeout. And the, the Greg Gard guy, the Wisconsin coach, was, like, trying to stop him. And like explain to him, like, hey, this is why I did what I did, and he has to realize that that you can't do that in that moment. Like Jawan Howard is not going to be reasonable or logical in that moment. You can't stop him and, and hold him up and try to explain in that moment. So like I, I do agree with Dave Tony, like he touched him, but I don't think it was touching him in in the manner that that maybe some are trying to to say, oh, that gives Jawan Howard the right to swing. No, he wasn't touching him in that manner. He was trying to hold him up and explain to him why he called the timeout. And and but he also has to realize that Jawan's not going to be reasonable in that moment. They have a history too. And so, when and you want to talk about patterns? I, I mentioned if if, those two if, have a history. if this became a pattern with Jawan Howard, then then let let's get rid of him. No, I'm talking about those two. Those two coaches have a pattern, like uh uh of not. Liking each other. Right, but I'm also saying that Greg Gard is has a pattern of getting into it with other coaches. He got okay. into it with Mark Turgeon at Maryland Ooh, last year. Yeah. It, it wasn't like this. Punches were not thrown, but they got into it, and there is a pattern with him, and, and he is not one of the, the more likable coaches in the country. Like, if you see if you see someone walking at a certain speed as if they're going to walk right past you, you can't impede their their progress and stop them put your hands on them i don't care if you you know you didn't punch him in the chest or you didn't hit him like you still put your hands on on juan like still was wrong still was wrong wrong is wrong is right it was right mm-hmm. juan was wrong garb guard was wrong garb was wrong too you have some common sense like the dude is madder than hell at you you think he's gonna stop and listen to your reasoning yeah like can we have some street smarts don't have it. <laughs> no, nobody wants to hear your reason when they're even if you're right in the moment. Like the person who is wrong, if they are irate, they don't want to listen to you. Let's get to the phones. Let's get to uh C Mac. Oh, Greg Gard. Man, he he's he not gonna miss any time. He got off lucky. C Mac, good morning. Good morning. What is up, C Mac? A lot of things. Let's start with why old boy touched you on. A lot of people have, like, this sense of entitlement where, you know, it's okay to touch somebody else, regardless of, like, how how fast they were walking to get past you or how upset that other individual is, you know, in any situation, even if they're super happy, even if they throw out high fives, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what gives people what kind of, like, that, that inner energy to say, let me let me put my hands on somebody else that's not me or you know my family. I... You know, hell, even in some situations, you know, even with family and friends, it's not it's not you know needed. You know um, that that was like kind of my first question. You know, Coach Kate does does a little uh, place the hand on you know the coach's chest. 
you know, when they go to shake hands, and I hate that. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I legitimately hate it. Um, so when you said earlier, I'm glad we don't have to line up at the yard line and shake hands. You know, every interaction with individuals, it don't have to necessarily be a physical interaction. You know, it's not it's not necessarily always called for. Um, yeah, like I try to hear what what Dave Turner had to say too, but I was calling in and so I couldn't hear everything that he said. But did David say that Juwan should be fired? Yes. Word, David, stop playing. Stop playing. Because if we go back, you know, and run like some archival, you know, uh, tape, there's a chance you probably root for Bobby Knight. I can myself say I root for Bobby Knight. And we both know, we all know, Bobby Bobby Knight can choke the hell out of some kids. that he was coaching. To sleep. Choked him to sleep. They woke up. The gym was empty. <laughs> Bobby Knight didn't play that. But that's why Bobby Knight... <laughs> Got ran out of the sport too, because he still idolizes. He huh? still idolizes an incredible basketball mind outside of that one situation, isn't that? Yeah, great, great basketball mind. Great turkey man. That's a really great idea that you had. Don't think a lot of people are going to want to sit in front of a TV to watch a practice, though. No, I don't. But hey, there's other people that may want to. But if there's enough, yeah. if there's enough, and you know, you get a nice response from it, then hey, go for it. I mean, couldn't we be using that same attention to you know support or watch? Don't man, baseball. You can do all of it. Why not do all of it, man? Hey, when you have C Mac and, and thanks so much for the for the call, man. When you have fans. Who are interested? You have to channel that in the right direction. Like with Tennessee baseball last year, when Tennessee played LSU, and you had all these fans that were locked in and loaded and ready and to support, and they just couldn't because the, the the stadium did not fill enough fans. Tennessee was like, "No, nah, man, we can't we can't throw cold water on our fans who are hot right now. We're gonna do this tailgate. We're gonna do this tailgate. Let's go." But that was in response to Tennessee fans verbalizing that that's what they wanted to do. Like they were on board with doing that. Turkey Man had a good idea, but like how many people are willing to do what Turkey Man suggested? Like how many people are really willing to watch spring practice on a Jumbotron? like a tailgate type of deal. If there's a lot, do it. If there's not, just keep it moving, have a nice practice, do something for the fans at some point in time, recognize them, recognize that the orange and white game is a big thing for our fans and little fans to come and see their favorite player. So you don't want them to miss that opportunity. Swain event, be right back. If you want to be part of the show, call the Iris Networks hotline at 865-200-5503. Hello. Good morning, Swain Event crew. The new year is here, and it's the 2022 East Tennessee real estate season. As I always do, I'm going to shoot straight with you. If you have a home to sell, then you need to give me a call ASAP. Inventory is low, and I will get you the most money possible and more than you think trying to sell it on your own. If you are a seller that also needs to buy a home, you need to call me ASAP, as there are ways I can help you manage that situation and stay in your home until we find what you want. If you are looking to buy, you need to call me ASAP. You absolutely need someone on your side to help navigate the current waters, and you need someone that's going to do their homework and find homes that aren't on the market yet. Bottom line, you need to call me today ASAP. Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897. If you are buying, selling, or considering investing in real estate this year, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. 
I hope to hear from you soon, and go Vols! J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. J.C.'s will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Hour 3 of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Skip to Big Shot Rob on the Irish Networks hotline. Big Shot, good morning. Good morning, my guy. How you doing? Man, we good, man. Good to hear from you. Good, man. It's good to hear from y'all, too, man. First thing first, I just want to say something like that. I want to state two facts. <clears throat> Fact number one, if you put your hands on me, don't be mad at the consequences that come with it. Fact number two, Write that down. Don't, place, don't place an opinion on a situation that you don't have the full details about. That's the only two things I want to say about this Juwan Howard situation. That's all I'm going to say. For everybody that's saying, oh, he needs to be fired, this and that. No. Where I come from, where I was raised, you put your hands on me, be ready for the consequences that come with it. And two, if you don't got the facts of the whole story, shut up. Because you don't know what that man said. You don't know what that man did. He could have talked about his mama right there in the moment. You don't, You really don't know what was said in the heated moment and what they got, you know, history-wise. So that's why I don't too much place an opinion on it like that. But it was funny to me. And I don't blame Juwan because, you know, where some people was raised and where they come from, that's just the ultimate disrespect. You don't put your hands on people. And that's all I got to say about that. There it is. There but it is. on another note, on another note. On another note. Positive vibe. Positive vibes only. It's a wonderful Tuesday morning. I'm going to have a great day. I hope y'all have a great day. Don't make nobody mad. And don't do nothing I wouldn't do. Y'all have a good day. I'll talk to y'all later. Sounds good, my friend. I think we're going to I think we're gonna do that, man. I think we're going to take your advice our next phone call. Think we can do that, Ben? Yes. Let's do that. Let's do that with our next phone call. Uh, let's take our guy, Big Shot Rob's advice, and let's have a good day, man. Let's talk to Austin Price, ballquest.com. AP, good morning, sir. What's up, Jason? What's up, man? You find us a new receiver coach? <laughs> Not yet. 
the no. um, t- Twitter was buzzing. I'm sure the message boards were buzzing. Uh, yesterday, the news of Cody Burns leaving to go to the NFL, to the Saints, and leaving a, leaving a void uh, at the wide receiver coach position. Uh, you called in yesterday and, and mentioned a good fit in Trooper Taylor. Obviously, I played for him and agree that this is this is a great time for Trooper. I think it would be a great fit. We look at recruiting, uh, his ability to develop personality-wise. Uh, guys play hard for him, run through brick walls for him. Um, a lot of lot of lot of talk about about Trooper Taylor right now from us and the fans. But uh, any any reason to believe that you know he'll get opportunity, uh, a, a legit shot? As of right now, um, I don't know about legit shot. I think as of right now, that's not someone I would. You know, I think I, actually as of right now, I don't think there is a top of the list because I think it's it, you know it happened yesterday morning. Um, and likely normally, you know, probably Coach Heupel knew about it the night before, but I, I don't think, you know, Coach Heupel went straight into the office and said, okay, we gotta, we gotta, you know, we got to get this done. I mean, like, I think he went to work yesterday and started, like, you know, looking at candidates and the very preliminary stages of everything. Um, you know, I think Trooper Taylor's the name that he's looked at. I think David Johnson's the name he's looked at. I think, you know, Coach uh, Galloway at, at – uh, at North Carolina, someone he's you know looked at, uh, Mike Bellamy, someone he's looked at. Again, infancy stages. Like looked at their resume, looked at you know, like this. I don't think he's had any conversation um, as of you know 8 a.m. this morning. Now, could he have made a phone call in the last couple of hours? Sure, um, but I, I think that you know very much the infancy stages of this. If you go back to last year, Coach Heifel was very Deliberate, methodical, um, another word I would call it, <laughs> somewhat slow in hiring his staff. It, it wasn't like he had, you know, it, he had the whole staff here and, you know, the first couple of days. I mean, it, it, he kind of just kind of slowly went about him, his process of hiring to bring in the guys that he didn't know were already coming, you know, when he got here. And so, um, I mean, I look at like a guy like Jerry Mack. You know, I mean, like he—that he, was a more of like a over a week-long process, um, you know, to get to, to Jerry Mack as the running backs coach. So, you know, I believe that this is going to take at least a week. I—the I, biggest thing is this Tennessee needs to have somebody on scene when potential receiver prospects roll into town for the March fifth junior day. You know, um, which would mean that that coach has two full weeks to get up to speed before the start of spring practice. So, you know, I, I mean, sure, if you can have somebody tomorrow, great. But ultimately, you, as long as you have somebody here by March 5th, you're fine. And, and also, yeah, recruiting and junior days and all that stuff is important. But, you know, if you bring someone in that's not really familiar with what you do offensively, you have to basically teach him so that way he can teach the, the, the receivers. You don't want a situation where – the players know more than the coach, and the players are actually teaching the coach. So there's a time when, all right, if you want to go outside and, and possibly bring in someone that's not necessarily familiar with the offense system that you run, um, you, you got to bring him up to speed. So, yeah. You, you at, this need- point, at this point, no matter who they hire, I think it's going to be an adjustment for the, you know, the mm-hmm. style of play. I mean, it's just – that's just facts. Unless, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not sure Coach Heifel just had some ready-made, you know, wide receivers coach list that was going to be like, okay, there's my number one list. <laughs> I don't think that's the case at all. Again, yeah. as of this morning, I don't think I don't think Coach Heifel had talked to anyone. Now, have members of his staff made a few calls? I do think that that's been the case, just to kind of, you know, start the betting process. But, you know, Coach Heifel is – it's kind of still in the infancy stages, in my opinion. What type of receivers coach do you think Coach Heupel wants to bring in? Combination. I mean, just like any 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 uh, any head coach, I want somebody who can develop and recruit. And you know, those are out there. Um, you know, there are also just recruiters or just developers out there. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I think it's finding the right fit of someone who can do the job as a recruiter. 
and yet who can also help, you know, the current receivers, you know, get the best and most out of them. So, um, you know, it, if, if you're trying to find that kind of mix of the two, you, you know, it's going to be a little harder than just say, hey, I want a recruiter. or Hey, I just want a guy that can coach and develop kids. If you are um, if you are a recruit, a receiver recruit, or someone that just signed, you know, Chaz Nimrod, and a couple of the guys in this class that just signed, you know, any any idea of kind of the reaction from those receiver commits, signees, and recruits? Well, I mean, I'm I am sure that any kid that just signed here that thought he was going to be playing for Cody Burns in three and a half weeks. You know that they're in a bit of a state of shock, and now becomes that kind of like window of time where you don't have a position coach, and it is like, you know, who's going to coach me? Like, and, and now it, you know, this is, you know, you sit there for the next, you know, five to ten days, and you're you're somewhat kind of stressed out. Um, you know, I, I think that's natural, but the good news is, is most of the kids on this team and inform the newcomers, hey, this is what happens when we have a, a coaching change. Everything will be okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know they they would like, know, right? I mean, most of the staff, most, most of the team knows. So, uh, you know, I, I do think, you know, this is something for like, if you're like an 18-year-old kid, that this is more of a, whoa, this is a business. You know, this is the first kind of wake-up call that, hey, this is, you know, th- this kind of stuff goes on. And I better like who I'm around. I better like the school. I better like the place I'm at because coaches come and go. Much like, hey, I'll think the transfer portal players come and go. Uh, so Austin, uh, the open E Al sure are like in Oregon, huh? Are they? Uh, sure, sure seems like it when. Uh, Daddy is is pointing out Tosh Lapoy, and everybody knows how Tosh Lapoy gets down. Talking about the Polynesian community and and saying it's probably the best visit that they've been on. Seems like it to me. Yeah, I mean, no, some Polynesians. Come on. The, well, if if you know Nico and his family are expecting to roll into Knoxville and find some big Polynesian. <laughs> Like, that's just not going to be the case. I mean, I'm sure there are some here, but, I mean, like, it's not – I mean, there's going to be a much bigger Polynesian community in Oregon because you just have more kids that have went there over the years, that have stayed there after their playing days, um, you know, whereas, you know, here it's just not the case, you know. And so, I mean, you know, we'll see. I mean, Oregon makes a lot of sense on a lot of levels, especially if you're staying on the West Coast. But, you know – Ain't SEC. Correct. And and so I think a lot of this will depend on kind of, you know, what's important. You know, is the Polynesian community important? Is big time football important? You know, and so, you know, you go play on prime time in this league. On the West Coast, you go play when the rest of the country's asleep. Yep. And seventy five percent of your game. And that's just fact. And so again, what what's important? Nico's got the talent that he can make the NFL from Carson Newman, in my opinion. I mean, like he 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 can he can make the NFL from wherever he goes. So don't offend um, Eric Kane. Look, look, buddy, it is what it is. Well, at least the Nico, if he if he goes to Carson Newman, he can be the what player of the week? The sack. Whatever Kane Kane got player of the week one week, and it was like some random. Advertisement in the middle Kane. of the player of the week. I got he got some chip dip. <laughs> Kane, Kane from never himself. player of the week. Okay, that that that's fair. Sounds like uh, th- there may be another Cali quarterback though that Tennessee's keeping an eye on. Mm-hmm. AP, mm-hmm. yeah, Jaden Rajada, um, who is out of Northern California, um, Pittsburgh, California, the home of Albert Coena. Oh. Jason Albert over there and force him to come here. Jason, did you play with Albert Tolina? Did I? I know, buddy. I'm just joking. I, I witnessed <laughs> him punch Corey Campbell through his face mask. I witnessed him throw that helmet that time. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, Tennessee's, you know, go take a look at Rajada. 
and you know, obviously uh, to continue to recruit other guys and you know look at you know, note note that the transfer portal has a few schools that potentially could, you know, replenish a lot of quarterback wealth, you know, former five and four stars, you know, that just, you know, are ready to play and quit waiting their time at Georgia and other stops. Is Dante Moore actually going to make it to Knoxville? He continues to say yes. I'm doubtful. But, you know, again, you know, I'm more – I'm more uh, – Of the pessimists, or however you say that word. <laughs> a pessimist? Yeah, there you go. What did he just say? I, I tried to combine pessimistic and pessimist. You're pessimistic. That's what you are. You're the last half empty guy. It's okay. I mean, you're just a ball of 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 negative energy. You're you're an energy vampire. I like this. I'm not. I like this Jaden. I like I like I like what he got going on here. You know, if you had read the War Room last Friday morning, Jason, you would have been able to talk about this show about Rashada on your show then, and not have to wait till Tuesday. Well, you know, I just don't want to. Divulge the information from the war room, man. Well, it's, it's sacred. And if you would have answered the phone 45 minutes earlier, we could have talked about it earlier. <laughs> this is Got him! This is true. But I did call in yesterday. I didn't have this is to. true. We'll, 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 we'll okay this week since you called in yesterday. Well, we gave thought, us so much of your time. We thought you hit the red button on us because you were getting information about the next wide receiver coach. So we just figured that you were too busy to talk to us then. I don't remember hitting the red button. Did not hear the red button. I did not hear the red button. That's right. At least you called yesterday. You're the reason why this Trooper Taylor stuff is going, Austin. So the, if we don't get Trooper <laughs> Taylor, everybody's going to be disappointed and outraged. And it'll oh, be, your fault. It'll be, it'll be your fault, my who, fault. I said that's who I would call. That's who I would call to? You can. You, your, your, your talent pool at this stage in the game is people you know is, um, you know, people at lower divisions and then people at schools that, um, you know, are likely walking into a dead man walking year. You know. Does Auburn have a good wide receivers coach? No. We're not, I don't only think he's going down that road. I, I, my, my point, though, is like a David Johnny, you know, like Florida State, you know, if they have a good year next year, like they'll survive. But if they don't, they're going to be looking to push Norvell out. And, you know, David Johnson knows Knoxville. Honestly, he, he always wanted to coach receivers instead of running backs. And, and you know, Jeremy moved him to higher T. Um, you know, and and then, you know, you, you look at, you know, the Galloway guy in North Carolina. That's probably a tougher pool. But, I mean, there's all the talk about, you know, Mac Brown potentially retiring sooner rather than later. You know, is, is that something that you know he would have interest in to kind of reset the clock, recruit the state of North Carolina, which is something Tennessee's wanting to be a bigger player in. Um, trooper do that, you know. Troop, troop, trooper, you know, obviously is at Duke. Um, you know, which I mean is a is a nice solid job, but you know, would you rather be at Duke coaching football or Tennessee coaching football? We all know the answer to that. We know the answer. Uh, you know, so I mean, like, no, I'm just going off people you know that make sense like you're not going and pulling you know georgia's wide receivers coach at this stage in the game in my opinion you're not going to pull alabama's wide receivers coach or lsu's wide receivers coach i think you've got to understand kind of the pool of of coaches that you can get as of late february and you know uh, and and that's what makes it all the more interesting you know georgia's got to go find an o-line coach in late february Kentucky's going to find an offensive coordinator Ooh. in late February, just two weeks before the start of spring ball. I mean, that's got just disaster written all over it. So, you know, of all of the situations, I think it's easier to find that receivers coach, but you still have a smaller uh, pool of coaches to pick from this time of year. Good stuff, AP. Good stuff, man. Appreciate the, the time this morning. Austin's time is brought to you by Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty. All right, AP, when Tennessee hires a receiver coach, man, we expect another phone call from you. Before it's announced, 
Just call the bat phone. Will you actually answer that one? Uh, it depends if I am laying beside my dog, who is extremely warm. And it, my dog gets down by feet, and I'm laying on the couch after the kids go to school, and I'm like, I'm going to go back to sleep for about the next 20 or 30 minutes before swing calls, and I set my alarm and then just turn it off and go right back to sleep. <laughs> It's Max's fault. It's Max's fault. Don't blame the dog. Max's fault, huh? We're blaming Max. <laughs> wow, we have sound effects. That's nice. We've had sound effects. We just we only use them when we have to. I think that was the time we had to use them. It's like when we, when we get people calling in and, and talking longer than 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 they should be, we we hit them with the airplane. Hit, hit them with the landing plane. You gotta hit him with the Ron Simmons. You gotta hit him with Ron Simmons. What? Huh? You gotta hit him with the with the, the Ron Simmons. What's that? You don't know who Ron Simmons is? What's the Ron Simmons? Is he the the wrestler? That's right. And he made the catchphrase. Damn! And then him. There you go. There you go. <laughs> we we do need that one. That's a good Rodney Garner impression. Man, you know, really you, you do Pruitt really well. I, I think now you can move on to Garner. I actually do Coach D really, really well, but I'll keep that one for private conversations and, and, and yeah, not, he'll, not. He'll give you two. He'll, he'll treat you like Juwan Howard <laughs> treated those, those Wisconsin coaches. No, he wouldn't do that. AP, hey, you like Frank Caliendo, man. No, I'm going to tour. Anytime you can go see Frank Caliendo in person, it's a treat. Yeah, he, came, he came to Maryville a few years ago, and me and my wife and John Bryce and his wife, we went and watched him over there, and it was outstanding. Yeah, he's hilarious. I saw him in person, too. He's great. You got a Gruden? He does a Gruden real well. Charles, you got Charles Barkley? I don't have a... I don't, I don't, I don't have a Gruden. I don't think I have a Charles Barkley either. Terrible. So you just have a Jeremy Pruitt and a Rodney Garner. Yeah, and we only know about the Pruitt one. So, anyways, maybe we'll hit the Rodney Garner one day. All right, AP, we got things to do, man. I know you do too. Like, this is true. We, 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 this is called Swain Extra. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have a question. I have a question. Yeah. So when when you're sleeping on the couch with your dog, are you? The back spoon like Derek Mason or the front spoon like Bush Jones? <laughs> no, no, we don't spoon. He lays at my feet and then he makes my feet warm and then I just go to sleep. <laughs> so the back spoon. So you're you're the Derek Mason to the Butch Jones. No, no Butch was the back spoon. Remember he snuck up on Derek. I thought Derek snuck up on Butch. No, Butch snuck up on Derek. <laughs> I want to know does Swain the Swain spoon with his dog? Because his dog's like. Hundred pounds. No, <laughs> so he's bigger than him. No, I don't spoon. Hey. My, dog. my youngest one spoons with him, but I don't. I don't do that. You know, I saw the plane contingent yesterday at the Panera Bread. Jason wasn't there. Nope, I was working. Well, the funny thing, you know, I met Jason's wife. Okay, I want to. I'm gonna tell myself. So I met Jason's wife one time. Okay, I met her. I met her at a football game this fall. Mm-hmm. And so I look up, and there's this pretty lady, and she's grinning at me and, and kind of waving, and I'm like. Who is this lady? And then I see the, your kids, and I'm like, "Oh, it's the Swain." That's right. <laughs> I was like, "It's the Swain." You... I've, only, I've seen the girls like several times, and I've only seen your wife once. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, it was funny. I was like, "What's up, Junior Swain?" And That's then they right. got a big on their face. Well, even if you didn't see Swain's kids in the past, you would see Swain's kid and say, "That's Swain's kids," especially youngest. See, I think the oldest one looks like you. The oldest one looks the most like Swain. The oldest one and the youngest one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one I'm is, trying, every time I see her, I'm like, listen, <laughs> you look a lot like your dad. You've got a smile to differentiate because when you frown, you really look like him because that's what Jason does. <laughs> yeah, I got I got a Bill Cower going on, man. I got a natural natural scowl. I don't know. I don't know why, man. RBF? No. Mm-mm. Nope. All right, awesome. Because you were late, you're taking up my time at the gym, so we'll talk to you later. Bring us news, Austin. Bring us news. Or I'll bring you news, Austin. Do it, buddy. Bring the news. All right, see you, man.
Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty. She brings us Austin Price on Tuesdays. Her telephone number is 865-257-7897. And um, we may have some, some tickets, more tickets to give away this, this weekend. Tickets? Oh, yeah, man. We may have some more tickets. To the North Pole? No. No. We have Saturday tickets from Jennifer Morris that we're going to give out uh, versus Iona. So it's going to be a nice day outside. Tennessee baseball specifies. Yes, Tennessee Tennessee baseball uh, this Saturday. So Tennessee basketball tickets on Saturday are a hot commodity right now. You can't find those. Nope. But if you can, you better take out a loan. No stimulus checks coming anytime soon. No more stimmies. Better sell plasma or something. I'm looking forward to being there. <laughs> Me too. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. Hope everyone has a great day. Swain event will be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Hour 3, powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com, reinventing men's health care. Guys, get that comprehensive health assessment. Get those numbers checked. Get started with the Low T Center today. Have a great day, everybody. Peace and love. We are out.